14. So, uh, these things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. John 14, verse 25, I'm sorry. These things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled. That's a big one. Don't let your heart be troubled. Why is that a big one? Because if you let your heart be troubled, you are essentially allowing your heart to be vulnerable to the enemy. No, let it be fearful. Another big one, because God has not given us a spirit of fear. You hear that? I said to you, I go away and will come to you. If you love me, you would have rejoiced because I go to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And of course, he's saying this, that essentially, yeah, because I am going to be inside of you. Now I have told you before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. Listen to this now. This is it. I will not speak much more with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. But so that the world may know that I love the Father, I do exactly as the Father commanded me. Uh, get up. Let's go from here. The ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. There is no itch that he can scratch. You know... <clears throat> The other day, I watched a, uh, a documentary, and people in Rhode Island, or people nationally should even remember this story, but um, there was a, a woman, there's two women up in Massachusetts. Uh, first one is Annie Dukin. Annie Dukin, years ago, was, so she was a biochemist in the Massachusetts state police crime lab. She was the one who was testing all of the drugs. I know people can't forget this case because it was so humongous. And it was so strange that she was testing all of the drugs, but she wasn't really testing them. What she was actually doing, oh yeah, that looks like cocaine, that looks like cocaine. And essentially, 60,000 cases got thrown out. I watched a documentary about it. And then, and I'm going somewhere with this point, and then there was another woman, Sarah uh, Farrakh. And Sarah Farrakh was the first woman in Rhode, girl in Rhode Island history that played football uh, on a male uh, football of a male fo football team, uh, first female. She graduated valedictorian of a class called valedictorian, uh, became a biochemist and was testing all of these drug samples. So the first woman that I said was falsifying them. This, this other woman, Sonia Farrakh, was actually, she started using the drugs. She started, yeah, there was something missing. She started using the drugs. So 
if there was a kilo of cocaine seizure, she would skim off 100 grams. I mean, there was something missing in these two people. See, Jesus said there, I will not speak much with you for the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me. There is no itch to scratch. There was in these two women, both very, very bright women. The Annie Dukan, she was on, um, she went to a, uh, a classical Latin high school, uh, very, very bright, did very, very well. Boom. Then she finds herself in this lab. She, she not only that, she lied and told her, her friends she was going to be graduating with a master's degree from Harvard. They did a celebration for her. It was all false. She also sent a letter to a prosecutor that she doctored. And the way that she did it, she did it in such a way that made her seem really appealing. She wasn't divorced, but she told this prosecutor that she was divorced. She also, when I heard that story, when I first heard that story years ago, I was like, what was going on here? But when I watched that documentary, I, I found out she wanted to be a part of something. Because I was like, why would somebody do that? She wanted to be a part of something. So she was saying to the prosecutor, oh, we're going to kick some butt. We're going to kick some butt in, in court. Well, she's a chemist. Anybody, anybody will tell you that is a tainted case. We have separation of these powers. You can't, what your job is to do is to tell, is this drugs? Is this an illegal substance? She's getting engrossed in the case. She wrote this letter to this prosecutor saying that she was uh, divorced. This guy was a Christian. He had these pictures of Christ on his desk. He had to resign as a prosecutor. This thing was a mess. And why was this? She had something missing. She had a major emotional deficit. And when you have an, uh, a major emotional deficit, you have something that the enemy can use to take you down. She went to prison for three years or so. Sarah Farag was not falsifying evidence. She just, she was depressed. She had a void. There was something missing. One day, she, she even Googled it. She was not a drug addict. She didn't even know how to smoke anything. She was a star athlete. But she started Googling, oh, wow, this meth, wow. And especially it's pure meth. So she got to test standards. So she took a, a droplet of meth. Wow, it energized her. Before, you know, she was, she was smoking crack, snorting coke, right in the lab, right in, in the lab. There was a deficit there. Here's what I'm, where I'm going to is that we have to ask ourselves, what deficits do we have? We've heard people all the time, I feel empty, boom, right there, there's a deficit. I feel so empty. I felt empty my entire life. Empty my entire life. I guess my dysfunctionality was just getting absolutely wasted. But, but 
there are deficits. There are things that the enemy can use to take us down. There are people who want to feel a sense of importance. That's what this woman was doing. She wanted to be a part of this team, the prosecutor. Oh, we're going to kick some butt today. If you are working in a crime lab, you authenticate, yes, illicit substance, give a certificate. And if they need you, you come to court and you testify, yet yeah, no, it wasn't table salt. It was cocaine and eczema, and they'll give the purity of it and all of that. But she was getting all involved that she wanted to be, a, there was something missing. It was the same way with this woman, uh, Sonia Farak. She came from a great family. She see a little, I felt sorry for both of them. What we've got to ask ourselves is that what is missing? What is it that can take me down? We have heard people who tell, even as adults, will tell crazy, crazy lies. Oh, yeah, I killed someone. Oh, that's right. in Rhode Island. Oh, I'm connected to the mafia. Yeah. Oh, 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 I work for the CIA. Let me tell you something. Anybody who tells you that they work for the CIA, you know what a CIA agent is likely to tell you? I'm a mover. A CIA agent would not tell you he's worked for the CIA. There's something missing. He would lie about working. People don't lie and say that they work for the, don't tell the truth and say they work for the CIA. CIA agents lie and say, oh no, no, I'm, I'm, my job's not interesting. I'm a librarian. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there was a great movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was called True Lies. He worked for the CIA. I think it was the NSA. So, but it's this sense of importance. This, this sense of importance, oh yeah, yeah, oh, my father's so wealthy. Oh, my father's, my father's, there's something missing. And as long as somebody feels that there's something missing, there's always something in there that the enemy can use to take you down. I mean, this thing, if you think about it, was so elaborate that they did. 60,000 cases thrown out. You think about that. That is humongous. Humongous. And it's so sad. I had compassion on both sides, really, on both sides. Just that their lives were so sad. Really, the woman who was doing all of the drugs is exactly what she was trying to do, escape herself. Really. I don't know if she had this great uh, high school career football and the news all over the place, did well in school, and then boom, she went to work in this lab. And this guy was um, on the documentary was saying that nobody cares about those lab rats. Nobody cares, nobody, nobody cares about them, nobody knows. They testify in court, boom, the life is very, very, very uh, dreary. Is there something missing on the inside? Because anytime, you feel a void, that is something that the enemy can use to take you down. People who are unfulfilled, you know, people who are these, uh, who feel dreary. Hey, here's a funny story. I was just saying, actually, I just thought of something. 
So that movie, True Lies, where Arnold Schwarzenegger was lying to his wife and he was a secret agent. So his wife, she worked, his wife was Jamie Lee Curtis in that movie. And she worked in a really, really dreary job. And she, she was looking for excitement. And the guy lied to her that he was a spy and all that. I mean, really, because she had this sense of unfulfillment. But we got to ask us, are we unfulfilled in some kind of way? When people are unfulfilled in God, you know, typically what the enemy does, he takes them away from God. I want to, I just want to read something. I want to read this. Second Corinthians go to chapter 11, verse 3. And it says, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. And it says, But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your mind will be led astray from the simplicity and the purity of devotion to Christ. I mean, when they, when they checked Sarah's locker, right there in the lab, there were crack pipes. There were, she had samples of drugs that were in sealed bags that she'd sliced open to smoke. She was cooking crack at night right in the lab. Clearly, this is somebody who talked about crossing a major line. She was off the reservation. She was smoking crack in the toilets in the middle of the day when all of the employees were there, were around. I mean, this thing was absolutely crazy. She was totally, totally, totally deceived. Totally deceived. This was a mess. This woman, this other woman who was falsifying evidence, they knew something was wrong because she was doing more drug testing, four times more than anybody else. How could she be doing it so quickly? She wanted to get the pats on the back, the accolades. She wanted to be a star of the lab. She picked a dreary job and she couldn't handle being this, uh, this, this person who was obscure, uh, who was marginalized, who was dismissed in the job that she did. So she wanted to become a part of something. People join different kinds of groups. There are people that join terrorist groups. That guy, the guy who got caught, uh, was the, the first American who ever got caught fighting with the Taliban, John Walker Lynn. His life was dreary. His life was dreary. People join cults because there's something missing. People fall away from God because there is something missing. You see a lot of people, there are people because there's something missing. They want to control other people. That gives them a sense of importance. There are people that want to have positions. There are people that want to be noticed. There are people that live for pats on the back. This because there's something missing. There are people who always want to be in the limelight. There are people who always want the attention. I need attention. 
there are people, do you know something? Do you know that there are people with a savior complex? And really, if they could, they would have everybody around them being sick so that they could tend to them and be the, be the big, uh, I am, be the big savior. Oh yeah, they need me, they need me. Oh yeah, yeah. There, do you know that there are people, oh my word, who just live for their names to be mentioned? All of these things, the enemy can take you down with these things. Do you know that there are, there are people who just want to be wealthy to rub it in other people's faces? Look at me. <laughs> oh, I'm part of the big boy club. Look at me. Really? There are people, there are people in the gym. You know, you see some of those people when you go to the gym, the lap walk, we call it the lap walk, you know, two footballs underneath their arm. You know, really, they want, they want to be noticed. They can't take their eyes off themselves in the mirror. Really, there are people who have lived so much on the tanning bed, they almost got themselves skin cancer. Really, I got to look a certain way. There are people who are addicted to, uh, yeah, I got to get collagen. Yeah, I got to get Botox. Yeah, I got to get this. Yeah, I got to get that. There are people... There are people who wear so much gold. Really. There are people, there are people, 80 women, 80 years old, who will still wear one of those twiggy miniskirts. Really, 80 years old, peroxide blonde will still, I'm talking because they need that attention. There's something missing. There's something missing on the inside. And what they try to do is compensate for it on the outside. Peter, Peter needed the accolades from Jesus. Oh, no, master. No, everybody could deny you, not me. No, no, no. Even those sons of thunder. Oh, you know, can, can we sit on your right hand in your kingdom? Can we, can we be the big bosses? Can we lord it over people? Really? They all, well, in fact, that's, this is the reason why Jesus washed their feet. He talked to them. He, he let them see the value of towels instead of titles, right? Because there's something missing. Because all of these things, all of these worldly, worldly things, they never, ever, ever satisfy. I remember when that guy, uh, Sumner uh, uh, um, Redstone, he was the CEO of uh, Viacom. That guy was 90 years old and still going into the office at 5 a.m. in the morning. And he was a gazillionaire. Something was missing. He didn't need anything. This sense of fulfillment. There are some people, their job is their identity. Absolutely. Their identity. Oh, look at me. Look at me. Really? Whereas it should be coming from the in side right and this is the great thing what jesus shows us here i will not speak much with you for the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me the temptation of christ it demonstrates there's nothing that i need from you and that's where we are to be right where we where we are to be we all make mistakes of course, but where we are to be, we are to be people who access, 
There's nothing that I need from this world. I'm self-sufficient in God. David made the mistake, right, with Bathsheba. I mean, oh, yeah, I'm the king. Oh, ooh, who's that attractive woman over there? Yeah, no, oh, is she married? Is she this? Is she that? Didn't matter. I'm the king. Yeah, I, I, I get what I want. I mean, there's something in us, right? Something in us that we have to keep under control. It's the flesh. We know it's the flesh. And this is what Jesus is talking about. Satan tempted him, right? He, no, I don't need it. Man does not live by bread alone. There's nothing. Begun Satan. Really. I mean, even on the cross, even going to the cross, Peter spoke to him. Yeah, get thee behind me, Satan. Each time. That's the attitude that we've got to have. Because when you see this story, this documentary of this woman, you're almost wondering, what on earth? Both of them. What on earth happened? What happened? Right? There are people, so many people have said, oh, those people that join, join cults, oh, those people are so, so silly. There's some incredibly intelligent people that join cults. But what is the problem? There's, there are emotional deficits. Emo those two women, those two women were very, very bright women. What did it, this has got nothing to do with intellect. There was a woman who was a rocket scientist who actually came up with this harebrained plan to kill a love rival who was another rocket scientist. And they were both in love with the same guy who was an astronaut. These were all rocket scientists. And if you, read this harebrained plant. But what was this woman? So it was an emotional deficit. See, when you let your emotions cloud your judgment, it will seem like you are silly. Come on, how can a woman be smoking crack in a drug testing lab? They're coming to her, think about it. It sounds crazy. Every day she was leaving their high. Every they, she was leaving their high. How can a woman be leaving crack pipes in a, or like, and it was open. Anybody could just come and put, I mean, really, you couldn't make this stuff up. But when you have emotional deficits, it will cloud your judgment. It will cloud your judgment. Right, the story of David that clouded his judgment. I mean, look, when he had uh, saw just saw a beautiful woman, that could have been anybody. Well, clearly it was, right? But one of his main guys, that was his wife. Really, wasn't even thinking about that. Was not thinking. We heard about these senators and presidents who do silly things. There was one not mentioning any any names. Had an affair with her. A young intern right in the Oval Office. He's not a silly man, but your emotions will cloud your judgment. This is the problem, really. This woman, I mean, sending these emails out. The prosecutor, he said, 
I'm too tainted. He had to resign and become a defense attorney. He said, I never, ever saw myself becoming a defense attorney. But he said, but I'm damaged goods now. I mean, this thing was so humongous, really. So, so, so humongous. And you're thinking about what happened there? It's the emotional deficit. Really, it's this emotional deficit. I want to be important. And this is the way I am going to do it. This is the way I am going to be important. I'm going to do it at the expense of everyone else. I felt sorry for these women because when you saw them in court, you could see that they weren't bad people, but you could see that there were people who had been deceived, really. And that's what we have to guard against, right? Do I, you have to ask it, do I need attention? It's it's a scary place if you need attention because then you have to, you really then have to say, what am I prepared to do for it, right? What, what, what am I prepared to do for it? Clearly this woman was falsifying over 60,000 uh, uh, sample tests, right, for attention. Uh, and, and, it, and the thing is, it's not falsifying all of them, but if you falsify some of them, you've now compromised all of them. That's the problem. So you guys, well, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Uh, that one was good. Doesn't work like that. They throw it all out. That's how things work. Because she needed this attention. She needed to be a part of something. She needed to be the big, big person on campus. Needed this sense of excitement. There are people who will go gamble, gamble their lives away, gamble everything away for a sense of excitement, really. There are people who will go and have affairs, have a good family because they wanna be desired. They want an ego stroke. They want somebody else to want them even though they've got someone there. There are some people, I watched this uh, another documentary years ago where a guy, he had like three or four families my word, it's tough having one. <laughs> it's tough having one. This guy was all over the place. You know, what do you do at Christmas? Oh, I'm there in the morning. I go there. And, you say, and I'm just saying, why? My word. Why? Oh, but what do you do if you bump into it and you, oh, I nearly did one time and they had to get axed? You know, really? Because of a deficit. Because of an emotional deficit, really. Something that the enemy can, can scratch. Clearly, in that case of Peter, Satan had spotted it. Both Peter and Judas, right? He had spotted it. Ah, ah, there's something there. I, I, I can scratch that. I can scratch that. Even in terms of addiction, there are people who come off who overcome their addictions for a long time. And then you know what happens? They'll have a big stress trigger and he's waiting there. What does scripture say? Sin is crouching at your door. It's waiting for you. That's why we have to deal 
with these emotional deficits? Where do I feel empty? Where is it that I feel empty? Where do I feel unfulfilled? Because the Christian life is about being totally fulfilled. The Christian life is about being fulfilled in God. Christian life isn't about being unfulfilled and running around after all of this stuff. There are pastors who want to be the big guy on campus. Almost pastors who almost want to be like CEOs. Really want to be like CEOs. Want to have like worldly power. That, that's a very, 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 very common thing. There are church leaders who want to, yeah, there are church splits that essentially it's almost like a corporate split. Oh, well, this one wants to be the pastor. This one, a lot of people like him. A lot of people like the way that this one teaches. A lot of people like the way that this one does that. And now there's a big fight in there and there's a deficit. If there wasn't this desire for power, the person would, no, 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 come on. This is the pastor. This is the, no, 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 no. You don't say anything about the pastor. There are, there are a lot of that in churches of, I am a Paul. I am of Apollo stuff. There's a lot of that that goes on in churches, big time. Oh, yeah, 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 no, no, I don't, uh, uh, yeah. People will, even when the pastor's on vacation, no, no, I don't. Uh, when, when, when one of the elders are preaching, I, I don't go. I only go for pastor, which means that you're serving the pastor. There are people that need to be liked. If you're a people, please, you need to be liked. If you need to be liked, you can be compromised. You can be compromised. If you need the accolades of people, boom. Listen, what we have to do, because these are all motives for doing things and really the ultimate motive that that should be driving us right is actually the lord we get what uh scripture says in colossians when it says even about working do it as unto the lord right everything is unto the lord if you listen to the radio yesterday i read out about um when paul was going to Jerusalem and he was leaving the church at Ephesus. He'd been there for two years. He'd planted that church and he was saying goodbye to the elders and that uh, prophet Agabus had taken his belt and he tied it around his hands. I read the entire thing. I um, kind of paraphrased uh, uh, um, a, uh, uh, a part of it. But, um, and he said that the man who was the owner of this belt was going to be bound in Jerusalem. But look what Paul said. Paul said he didn't care. He was ready to die for the gospel. In fact, he said, none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I can finish this ministry that the Lord Jesus has given me. Not that so, oh yeah, they'll do a big parade for me. Oh yeah, they'll be dancing in those house churches. They'll be saying, for Paul's a jolly good fellow. So and so say all of us. No, not that. No, it was a reason. And that's that's when someone can say that 
I am truly healthy when I do not have an emotional deficit that someone can scratch. Ultimately, of course, we know it's going to be the enemy that's going to scratch it. But the way it plays out, it will play out in a very, very dysfunctional way. Because so many people on that documentary, with both of these women, of course, it's almost, what were you thinking of to go that far, to cross so many lines, right? That this was a practice. You know, someone would say, well, she was lazy. She didn't test two or three of them or, or whatever, but this became a practice that went on for like 12 years. You know what I mean? That is humongous. Um, but on that note, I am gonna end there.